Episode 122. Say one thing, do another. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And for those of us uh, in our little neck of the woods, it is officially the start of summer break. So I know all across the country, some of you have already been on for a couple of weeks. Some of you are just coming up on the start of summer break. But um, we here have just wrapped up our first weekend with the kids at home. And, you know, things are good. Yeah. Things are good. A lot of uh, play and friends and pool parties. And I can tell it's going to be a really active summer. And, um, you know, it is requiring a little bit more creativity. On our part, we actually took advantage of the fact that both kids were playing with friends yesterday afternoon to uh, daytime rendezvous mm-hmm. with a quiet house. And, you know, we know from many of you who have shared your um, experiences over summer's past that you really just got to take advantage of the time that you have. Every opportunity. You know, if everybody's out on a play date and the house is quiet, you know what? Forget the laundry. Yeah. 20 minutes. Forget the laundry. Go have fun. Really just connect because this can be a really busy time for many of us parents, right? I mean, we're we're working, we're, we're watching the kids, there's play dates, there's other activities. No matter where you are, you, I mean, you may be hitting to the lake or to a beach, pool parties, whatever it might be. And because of that, we as couples sometimes aren't able to connect, mm-hmm. you know, physically, emotionally, because there is the added that the kids are home. Now, those of you who homeschool are dealing with this year round. So you you know what's, what's happening. So you know that you need to take advantage of those opportunities. And like for us yesterday was just one of those days where Alex was gone and we kept trying to shoo Abby out of here with one of her friends. And finally she, she bit and we were like, okay, have a good time at your friends. And Elise and I had a good time together. Yeah. Which was great because our week was stressful and, you know, we weren't, we weren't connecting during the week, just the end of the school year. I had some stuff coming up and so it was just stressful and we just didn't have time. Absolutely. And I want to take a moment just to welcome all of our new listeners to One yeah. Extraordinary Marriage. I know um, just from comments that we've been receiving and iTunes reviews and whatnot that we have a lot of you that have just found us, whether it be through iTunes or through your friends spreading the word about One Extraordinary Marriage. And I know we've been talking about it a lot more just in our own local community. Uh, and so we're so excited to have so many of you new listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, joining us and becoming part of the one family. Uh, I know that Tony wants to share some stuff about what's going on on iTunes and just some of the comments we've received and where we are in terms of reviews and whatnot. Right. And another thing too, I I do want to remind everybody, you can grab us on Stitcher radio and that's stitcher.com. Greatest thing about Stitcher is you can play our podcast, our show off your mobile phone anywhere, anytime the latest one. Mm -hmm. So the newest one after that, they put on a new one and then the new one's up there. But there is so much good radio there that you can just grab. And if you're just in your kitchen or in your garage or out for a run and you just want to grab it and you didn't get it off iTunes, go to stitcher.com and you can put in one extraordinary marriage. Now here's a, here's a fun thing for, for iTunes, our customer ratings, we have 69 
which is just so perfect for one extraordinary marriage, right? Well, it is, but we don't want to stay at 69. We don't. <laughs> it was just kind of ironic that when Tony looked at it the other day, and I know he posted it up on the Facebook fan page because I saw some of the comments, um, you know, just just the subtle irony that a marriage podcast that talks about intimacy and love in your marriage has 69 reviews. And I would just say for this week, have 69 at home. Go for it. Bust. Way to tie it into the number of reviews. That's exactly. nice. Exactly. <laughs> Bust out of that rut, you know, get out of it, see what happens. That's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to challenge you folks to. If you do it, let us know. <laughs> we won't share it on the radio. You okay. know that. I'm like, where's that going? Where's <laughs> that going? Do you want to share? Wasn't there an iTunes review that you wanted to share? Nah, if you guys want to read, there's okay. a, another cool iTunes review. We got some cool emails though in from this past week. I would like to catch up some folks on the folks on episode 119 um, who wrote in, the husband who wrote in on the infidelity. And if you haven't listened... Infertility. Infertility. So, sorry. Sorry. Infertility. If you didn't listen to episode 119, please do. If you know of a couple who's going through infertility, please pass that on to them. We have gotten such great feedback from many of you who have gone through infertility and have told us that we were right on. And... It just sort of makes mine and Elisa's heart sing, knowing that we are right on when it comes to even something that we haven't dealt with personally. We've been at this now for almost three years. We are in contact with couples almost every day, talking to them about their marriage, about their sex life, about issues that are happening. And so we have a pretty good feel of what's happening mm -hmm. in most marriages. So anyways, I, I want to read what, what uh, this husband wrote back. Dear Tony and Elisa, it's taken a, me a week or two to sit down with a good old Gmail, but I'm finally here to reply. So your show on infertility basically rocked me. I listened late that night and was glad nobody was around to see me sobbing. Your comment about needing to grieve the death of hope for having a natural child of my own went deep. And it really caused me to rethink and be willing to lay down that desire. The next day, it appeared that our latest IVF cycle was unsuccessful. And my wife and I wept in a new way as we let go of the dream to have our own, our own children. Then something stunning happened. Trying to rule it out for sure, my wife took two home pregnancy tests and they were both positive. We raced to the doctor to get a proper test done. And he came back letting us know that we are most definitely pregnant after four years of trying. We've both taken the day off from work today to spend time celebrating and enjoying the new blessing. It hasn't really set in yet because it's been so long, but it's, it, but it's for real. I'll write more later, most likely, but just wanted to let you know this exciting news. I believe your podcast had an effect on my heart that may have changed things for us. Thank you, Tony and Lisa. God bless you guys. I'm your newest, biggest fan. And so, guys, miracles happen. Miracles happen every day. And please just pray for this family. Just pray for them. Lift them up. You know, that God just takes them through this pregnancy with no hiccups, and they can just sail through. Mm -hmm. You Goodness. know? 
you know, and not just for them, but for all couples dealing with infertility. Mm-hmm. This is um, this is a challenge that many many marriages face. Uh, and those of you listening have probably either experienced it in some form yourself or know someone that has because it touches just about everyone. And, you know, it, it is hard. And one of the things we talked about in that episode um, is exactly what the husband had said. You know, I told him and, you know, couples dealing with this at some point in time, you have to grieve for the family that you dreamed about that isn't going to take shape the way you thought it was. But God's got a plan for each and every one of our marriages and our families, and and not every family comes together in the exact same way. And so it's such, I mean, when Tony shared that email with me because he got to it first, um, it was stunning. I mean, it was really just one of those things that makes you stop and kind of takes your breath away because here's a couple that has struggled for so long and had finally gotten to the point where they they were grieving and letting go of that dream only to have, you know, this complete, you know, 180 happen in their life. 360. 360. No, the other direction, 180. 20, okay, yeah. Um, in their lives where all of a sudden, you know, that dream is back. Yeah. And, you know, having, for those of you um, that have listened for a while or those of you that have gone back and listened to the earlier podcast, you know that we lost a baby in between um, our two children. And so I know how um, how sensitive that pregnancy is when you have it after all of that loss. Right. And so there will be that kind of walking on eggshells for a little while um, because that's what happens because you're so like, oh, I want to be excited, but what if, you know? And, and so just, just prayers, lifting up all those couples struggling with infertility because it is not... It's not easy. Nope. And if you have anything big weighing on your heart, you have every opportunity to email us info at one extraordinary marriage.com. We do not share everything on the air. We get, we get loads of emails each week that you guys don't hear about. So don't sweat. If it's something big and you just need to lay it out there, please do. We're here to listen, to lift you up and to hopefully give you some, some good advice that you can take and utilize in your marriage. Mm -hmm. With that, let's jump into this week's episode. So we titled this week's episode, Say One Thing, Do Another. And you know, before I even jump into it, I just want you to know, I have done this in my own marriage. I have, you know, told Tony, yes, we're going to do something. Knowing full well, it was never going to happen. Oh, a good example is years ago, and sometimes even now is, you know, I'll be laying in bed and I'll give Elisa the look or the, hey, babe, you know, and she's sitting there in the bathroom doing her thing. And she's like, yeah. And then so the, the say one thing is, yeah. So I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to have sex tonight. And the do another is Elisa takes a long time to the point where I'm either asleep or really close to sleeping where I'm just like, forget it. Absolutely. And that, and that's a really that that's a very short amount of time obviously, mm-hmm. but there are other times when it's hey, Elisa and I may say one thing to each other to appease you know our spouse so we can right. just get them off our back. 
Right. It's it's where you agree to something to avoid a confrontation or you agree to something because, you know, it's the path of least resistance. And, you know, it might be, you know, attending a seminar or, you know, going to visit the family mm-hmm. or that type of thing. And then all of a sudden, as the time gets closer, as the day gets closer, you're like, oh, I forgot, you know, I've got this or we've got plans to do this. And, we, you know, we can't do that thing. Mm-hmm. where really you knew that was on the calendar all along. You just didn't want to man up or woman up and, and accept the consequences of saying, I don't want to do that mm-hmm. or I'm not going to do that. You know, and as we were talking about the title for this week's episode, uh, my original title was Sabotage. And you know, we started talking about, okay, well, how's that going to play out? And the reality is, is that when you're not honest with your spouse, when you say one thing and do another, that is sabotage on your relationship. Right. The dictionary definition of sabotage is any undermining of a cause. And when you're not being truthful, when you're putting up those masks, when you're, you know, trying to avoid confrontation because it's easier, because you don't want to deal with the consequences of a decision you're undermining your marriage. And think about think about it this way. So you have a nice foundation that your house is on, right? It's built on solid ground. It is strong, right? And now you start adding water to the side of it. And it may just be a little trickle at first because you're undermining your marriage, which is this foundation you've built it on. And over time, you continue to say one thing and do another and, and say one thing and do another and sabotage and you know work away, work around ways so you're not on the same page. Well, that water that's coming out of the hose is now raging, right? And it is just causing this chasm beneath your foundation. Mm-hmm. You got the Grand Canyon underneath your foundation. You know, what's going to happen to your foundation, it's going to crumble. It's going to eventually just cave in on itself because the chasm beneath it is so big, it's so wide, it's so long, there's nothing there to hold it up anymore. Right. That's what sabotaging in your marriage is like. You know, it's just having this hose on and it's just blasting underneath your foundation of your house. I mean, if somebody came up to your house with a fire hose, you know, and just shoved it into the ground underneath your foundation, do, do you not think you'd go out there and stop them? Turn it off? You know, get what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're going to ruin my house. Many of us here are more worried about our foundation of our house of a physical thing that will not be here when we die, then we care about our marriage. Do you realize that? You put more weight on the physical things than you do on the person that you should be looking at across from you, telling them the truth, honesty, telling them lovingly what's going on. And and it, you know, I've seen this play out not just in my marriage, but also in my relationship with my kids. 
Because mm-hmm. let me tell you something. Your kids will be the first ones to tell you when you're doing one thing and or when you're saying one thing and doing another. Oh, they, they catch that quick. They catch that quick. And you know what? They're kids. So they'll come right out and tell you, but that's not what you said. Or, you know, that's not, you're not doing what you said. You, were, you know, and so when I started hearing my kids play that back to me, then I was like, oh, if I'm doing it with them, am I also doing that with Tony? And you know what? The answer was yes. Most definitely. Because I think it's hard for us who are doing this, engaging in this behavior to isolate who we do it to because it becomes a pattern of behavior. Mm -hmm. And so you start playing this out and saying, well, you know, I mean, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to kind of fudge it a little bit. You know, I'll tell Tony, yeah, you know, we'll go to that dinner. Uh, Yeah. Well, I'll go hang out with your friends or whatever. But, but really, mm -mm. I've got, I've got a girl's night plan and guess what? That's going to suddenly pop up right before we're supposed to go. Oh, babe, I forgot. I, you know, I promised the girls I'd go out with them. Well, now I'm, I've got my way, so I'm all fine and dandy and I'm happy. But I've got a husband who's stewing because I had committed to him and then pulled back on that. And so I've got cracks in my foundation mm-hmm. because I'm not sailing him when he first asked me, you know what, I've got plans with the girls that night. What, what do we need to do to make this work? You know, is this like a dinner that we can reschedule? Is this, you know, is it a business thing that I absolutely need to be at? I need to reschedule with the, you know, what, what's the right solution for us? Because a lot of times what happens when we say one thing and we do another, it becomes all about me. It's, it's very selfish. It is all about what's working for me in that moment. Because if I don't want to have a conversation with my spouse, guess what? I'm just going to fudge things a little. I'm going to wait to uh, talk about that commitment or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make plans and not be completely honest because you know what? It's all about me. All about me. And that's the quick, one of the quickest ways to destroy your marriage. I know that you had posted, did you post on Facebook? Was that, were you the one, Tony, who um, posted, it was the M-E, but then it had the dotted lines around the M. That's a, that's a long, we did that a long time we ago. Did, I know it resurfaced on Facebook recently, but it was this great picture, and I'll have to see if we can find it again. Um, but basically, it was, it was an M and an E, you know, capital letters, and there was a dotted line around the okay. M. And it said, cut along the dotted line and rotate. And basically, you're going from me to when you rotate it, it becomes we. And that's what you had to be doing in your marriage. You can't be doing, you can't be saying one thing and doing another. Because that can only last for so long before the cracks in your foundation are so wide, like Tony said, that it just all comes crumbling down. You have heard us talk episode and episode and episode on the fact that you have to take off the masks and you have to get real with your spouse and you have to be willing to say, okay, I'm really not comfortable with this, but I don't want to go to your dinner party. You know, if, if I have to go, can we just go for a short period? You know, like, you know, I'm not comfortable with this or I'm, you know, this group of friends or I really don't want to spend all that time doing whatever it is. Say it, own it. Mm-hmm. Your spouse would much as, as disappointing as it might be to hear those statements. I can guarantee you that your spouse would rather hear that than think that everything is all fine and dandy and hunky dory up until the 11th hour and then have you pull the sheet or the, the rug. rug. Thank you. 
Sorry, I was thinking about beds. <laughs> Sheets, beds, rugs. Um, pull the rug out from underneath him or her and suddenly have their plans thrown into disarray because you're like, well, I'm doing something else now. Right. I know I told you I'd do that, but I, I'm not going to. Right. You and, know, and, and this even, this plays a big factor when we look at our financial int- intimacy as well. Mm-hmm. He, you know, when, Huge. when we're saying we're going to be on a budget, we're going to, we're going to stick to a cash flow plan. Right. And we agree upon at the beginning of the month that we're going to have X, Y, Z for whatever it may be. Let's just say, you know, it's a hundred bucks to go eat out. I know this is low for many of you. It's low for us too, but let's just say it's a hundred bucks to go eat out, right? We're saying to each other that that's what we're going to do this month. We are going to stick to that number. But if I go over that and then I try to hide it and then it ends up coming out, do you not think it's going to have ramifications on my marriage? And finances, don't forget, folks, is one of the big three why people get divorced. Mm-hmm. You know, finances is a big one. And so really think about what you're doing when you use that money. Do you have that secret credit card? Because if you do, you better be ready when your spouse finds out about it. Mm-hmm. Because every instance that has come across my plate or person that has told me about this, I will tell you, they are not happy campers when they find out that their spouse has run up a big old credit card debt. You know? Because most likely what has happened is spouse A is asking, well, where did you, where did you get the money for that? Oh, you know, this, that, and the other. It's, it's all fine. Da, 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 da. Being told one thing gets found out there's something else. And because it was a, they've been lied to, there's a trust issue now. Mm-hmm. There's a huge financial burden now. So think about it. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's one that I see play out, you know, time and time again. You know, I know a lot of women that joke about how they, you know, hide their purchases mm-hmm. and shuffle credit card balances and things like that. And I, I'm not putting the blame on women. I'm just, that's my circle. <laughs> Being a woman, that's who I talk to about finances. So by no means am I making blanket statement about women. I just want to put that out there. But, you know, there's, there's this secretive behavior. And, and it plays out in, you know, it plays out in finances. It plays out in relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, those of you that are saying you're not contacting ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends, you friended people on Facebook, but guess what you really are? That's a huge one. We've told you how that story plays out. Friending your exes and having secret communications with them never plays out in a positive way. Right. Not informing your spouse that you're having contact, even a friendly little like, hey, I, you know, I talked to so-and-so on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Not even being that honest with them and letting them know about that, that secrecy will destroy your marriage. Because what ends up happening over time is the trust is lost, right? 
and we all know it, when the trust is lost, it's really hard to get that back. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of work. And you may be in that situation right now where, you know, your spouse is just constantly doing this to you. And you're going, I'm there. Mm-hmm. And I'm frustrated with this because it has really impacted all forms of intimacy in our marriage. I'm at the brink. I don't know what to do. You know, our good friend, Dr. Corey Allen, is opening up his great course that many of you have gone through over the years called Blow Up My Marriage. Mm-hmm. And it is fantastic. And I'll tell you why. Because you know that foundation that's it's about to start crumbling? Well, what, what he does is he blows up that foundation. He just blows it up, tears it apart, and he starts building it new with you guys and helping you guys build it up properly so you have a solid foundation, not one on sand, but one on rock, mm-hmm. one on the rock. Let's even put it that way. All right? So if you're interested in blowing up your marriage and getting involved, you and your spouse, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash blow up my marriage. I will even have a link below. And yes, if you do go through the course, we do get a small affiliate commission off of that and we appreciate it. But we also know from many people who have gone through it, the success they have had there. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, if you feel like, man, I just, I'm just frustrated. You know, the foundation is it's breaking. I mean, the hose is underneath it. It's, there's just a chasm, and it's just starting to crack. And, and you know, it's it's getting hard to shore it up. You know, it's time to just blow it up. Well, and you know, Tony said at the start of this podcast, he said, you know, it, because we had the sixty nine reviews, the challenge was, you know, to sixty nine this week. Um, my challenge would be to make a decision. You know, I'm all about drawing the line in the sand. If you've listened to any number of episodes, that's my thing. Draw a line in the sand this week that you're just going to do what you say. You're going to stop with the wishy-washy sabotage your marriage. You're just going to draw the line in the sand and say, you know what, from this day forward, if my spouse asks me you know, to do a dinner date or to do whatever, or, you know, you're just in a conversation. You're not going to say one thing and do another. You are just going to say what you are going to do. You are going to become a person of integrity in your marriage so that your spouse never has to look at you and question, hmm, I wonder how this is going to play out. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's going to change his mind. I wonder if she's going to change his mind. I wonder if it's going to be one of those like 11th hour things where I'm like having to make excuses for why we're not there, why we can't do this. And we're not saying, hey, believe us. We're not saying if something actually, you know, an emergency situation comes up. We understand that even even in our marriage. I mean, let's put it this way. Last summer, right? Last July, my 20th reunion. Oh, for, for my uh. 20th high school reunion. And I'd been working on this. I was one of the people on the committee. And no, my school wasn't big. I mean, we only had like 25 people show up, which is great for us. But anyways, here it is. The week of. The week of. I'd been working on this with two of my classmates for about six months, getting it all put together, right? Mm -hmm. 
the week of, our house is basically infested with lice. Everybody in this family, except for me, had lice. And it was nasty lice, like not in their little... Not, not the nets. We actually had crawling like lice. It, it was gross. Lice. And if you can go back like to July of 2011, you'll find the episode. It's one of the four episodes in there. And so here we were in the situation where I really wanted to go. And we did everything we could to make it happen. That, that, was, a, that was an event that if it wasn't going to happen... It was due to the circumstances, and I would not have held anything against Elisa for that. Fortunate for us, we were up for hours upon hours the night we found out, plus the days leading up to make sure Elisa was lice-free. Well, and we were also leaving our kids with... A babysitter. A babysitter. Yeah, so there was that whole like, okay, well, yeah. I don't want the kids to infest anyone, and... and you know, that was, that was circumstances. That okay. was... Trust me, if you've ever had lice in your family... Uh, you it's, know it's that you would have much, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I could not have made up that much joy in my life and that much uh, laundry. I would not wish that on anyone. Um, but circumstances happen. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the knowingly, willfully saying one thing with the full intention that you will be doing something else. Mm-hmm. Th- that's what we're talking about in this episode. Emergencies. Life happening, it happens to all of us. Yeah, Kids get sick. I mean, how many date nights have we had where somebody's gotten sick and we're like, woo, let's reschedule or, you know, car breaks down or we've had date nights where, you know, full intention of going to a play, this happened last year too, full intention of going to a play, massive car accident that backed up traffic literally all in every direction. I mean, it took us 20 minutes to go three miles, you know, that type of, and just, you know, kind of ruined the night, but that was circumstance. Right. Don't blame each other for circumstances that happen. Don't blame each other for life throwing you a curveball because that's going to happen. Right. It's how we it's how we act during those times that will allow our spouse to see the true us, mm-hmm. especially with that, with what we're talking about mainly tonight is that knowing that something else is happening, saying yes to avoid the confrontation possibly at that moment in time or to avoid any communication, emotional intimacy at that time. Because really what we're trying to do is we're just trying to bow out of emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just, we're just going, I don't want to deal with you. So I'm going to just say whatever I can to get you off my back as fast as I can. We're bowing out of emotional intimacy and we'll just deal with it later and really when we deal with it later is it any better i I don't know about you but when i've done this in the past as i get closer and closer to the date i sort of feel sick to my stomach because now i got to bring it up in such a way that's going to be sort of a lie on top of a lie and sort of spin it a little bit to make it sound like i didn't really know about it happening and, and again, I don't know if you're like me, but gosh, that puts a lot of undue stress on top of me that now I look back and I go, man, that was a lot of wasted time that I could have been doing something positive and constructive in my marriage. Time and energy. 
And, you know, we hear from so many of you that both of those things are in short supply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially from our fit marriage community. You know, we are, we are busy people. Everybody's got the same 24 hours, but we are busy. Our time is packed. Don't waste extra time on things that you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And being honest with your spouse will eliminate that need for the extra energy and the extra time covering up your tracks and making sure you got the right spin and all of that. Right. So think about it this week. Think about how you've been relating to your spouse. Have you been one of those people that have been saying one thing and doing another? Does your spouse kind of look at you when you commit to something going, I don't know if this is going to happen. Or, have you already you know, made that decision that you're going to be that person that they can count on no matter what? If you give your word, that's it. They know. He's going to be there. She's going to be there. Mm-hmm. No questions. Think about the person that you want to be to your spouse. Think about how you want them to look at you and say, wow, they are always there for me. Their promise is golden. Decide that's the person that you want to be and then start changing your behavior to be that person. Take your masks off and get real and get honest with your spouse. Yeah, I totally agree. And it may be that you guys need to sit down. Again, some of these big things, you know, if it's been going on for a while, you got to really sit down and clear the air. Mm-hmm. You know, you really got to do this because it's not just going to go away. It just isn't. And so what we always recommend, and we have always seen great success with this, if people would just do it, if you would just do it, one, the number, I mean, number one secret to success in a marriage is calendar these times together. Mm-hmm. Really, calendar these time together. Be it sex, be it emotional intimacy, be it financial intimacy, be it spiritual intimacy. And I'm not saying you got to put it down on the on the calendar, but it really does help. For Elisa and I, we just know. And it, it is so ingrained into our marriage now that we just know certain dates certain things are happening. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the month, we're talking about our finances. Usually the day before the end of the month or the day, the last day of the month. We know almost every Sunday we are sitting across from each other and we are talking. Yes, we're talking to you, but we talk to each other here too because we learn a lot about each other on, the, on this podcast. We know almost every night, unless we are just pooped out, tired, and, th- and it's just a crazy night. We are reading Jesus calling. That's our spiritual intimacy. We know that our physical intimacy, our sexual intimacy. We know we are going to be doing that two nights a week. It's our intimacy lifestyle. You see our recreational intimacy right now. It's summertime. We're more amped up in the summertime. We know we're going to be trying to do at least one or two days a week where we are working out together be it walking, be it we're up both in the morning and we're just working out in the garage together. We calendar these events. We make them happen. They have become second nature. 
And it is seriously the one secret that if couples were to do this in their marriage, Elisa and I both believe we would have thousands upon thousands upon millions of extraordinary marriages. But too many of us are too scared to do that. We're not willing to pick up a pen and pick up our calendar or our phone or whatever it may be because of all the things that may come up. Well, guess what? That is the time that these things need to come up because you need to start breaking through some of these barriers that you put up. And when it comes to what we're talking about tonight, it's about being upfront. You're telling them straight. You're letting your spouse know when something is asked, if it, if it can happen or not, you're just telling them the truth. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. And it may hurt. And you may have to have a little argument or you may have a little tiff together during that moment. But once you guys work through it, you're done. <laughs> you're done. And then you can move on. All right. Woo. All right. So here are some things. Do you need some do you need something to help you guys stay on course? Pick up our book, Strip Down, 13 Keys to Unlocking Intimacy in Your Marriage. You can grab that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You can grab the Kindle version of it now on Amazon.com. This has helped hundreds of couples walk through these intimacies, all six forms of it. We are actually starting a small group here on Wednesday at our church, the church at Rancho Bernardo. And if you're here in San Diego and want to jump in, let us know. We got eight couples in, but you got to let us know quick. Like we start Wednesday. You need to let us know Wednesday, Tuesday. You got to be there. You got to be there Wednesday at six 30. If you're in San Diego, June 13th. Sorry. Um, so that's going to be happening here. And one thing we do ask for is prayer. We got eight couples coming in. We don't know where they're at, mm-hmm. you know, and it is just our job to just love them. Share what we have learned over these last two and a half, three years, actually more within our marriage, but just love on them and help them take their marriage wherever it may be and just make it extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And so your prayers are always helpful because we know that this community is so strong and just impacts marriages around the world because of all you wonderful folks. And, um, man, with that, there's the closing music. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. <laughs>